the council tonight with your hosts, Ross and TJ. Tonight we're going to be doing an open, kind of a freestyle form of podcast today. We're just going to, you know, no structure. We're just going to see where the wind takes us. Um, I think, obviously, the first thing to do would be just to, you know, ask Ross for some advice. So what advice do you have for us tonight, Ross? You know, while researching about this show, you know, I was reading, came across a quote, and, you know, this is beautiful. Just All right, I'm clear, ready for it. clear your mind and just really let this penetrate your soul. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. That's a very profound closing there. Why do you think that they must be felt with the heart? Well, I mean, there's some context here. All right, the picture, obviously, behind this is like this cool little sunset. Don't know what that's doing. But what's really important here, you know who said this? Who said it? Helen Keller. She literally could not do anything but feel so this this quote really that has some impact man like she couldn't even see the most beautiful thing in the world but man she could freaking touch it with her heart get her heart all over that thing you know what that's a true thing you know one of the one of the most pure feelings that we have is love and to be honest i can't tell you if i've ever seen love i've never heard love but i know what it feels like you know i'd say i've heard love I i would argue that because Every time a Nickelback song comes on the radio, I know what it's like to fall in love. I watched The Notebook, and I can tell you that those same emotions come over my heart every time Nickelback song. Hearing Nickelback, I do feel love. So, you know, you can hear love, but I mean, a lot of the times, I think think about we're just playing a big act. Nobody can really see love. You can't really see when two people love each other. But I'll tell you, that holds some value to it. When I hear Nickelback... You know, I hear the growly voice of just kind of an aimless soul who's searching for something more. What a man. Whenever, you can really just tell when he's he's grasped onto the concept of love. When he's found it, you can hear it in his voice. But I would say, more so, the lead singer Nickelback, it's not that he's found love, it's that he's lost love. He once had it. That's why the pain, the grasp, the raspiness is the pain. That's true emotion. That's how every singer should be is rasping at the pure emotion that they are portraying into their music. Because, man, that he has found love, man. He lost it. He lost it. He can never get it back. No, there, there's a real sense of longing in their music. And I, I'd go on to say that their, disco- their discography is probably among the highest. I'd put them up there with some of the greats, you know. The Beatles. Tupac. U2, Tupac. Outkast. Andre 3000. You know, their lyrics... I would say are right in line with, with some of the greats. Which leads me to think, I mean, for the last, you know, eight to ten years, Nickelback has really been targeted and been the victim of some really sad and abusive online hate. And I think that that's something that we should open up here on the council tonight is, you know, why why do you feel like Nickelback is receiving this backlash from the public? Well, I mean, alright, so I just pulled up some Nickelback memes, you know. I'm a memer, I'll admit it. I, I love me some memes. And this, this meme right here just seems outright, just outlandish. I, I can't even, I wish I could show you podcast listeners this exact picture because it is just, it is making me sick. It is my man Bernie Sanders holding a sign that says Trump likes Nickelback. Bernie 2016. How'd that go for you, Bernie? But, I mean, the, the outright hate. This is not coming from a, a stance of Trump support or Nickelback support. It is a double whammy of absolute blasphemy. No, they're, and they're, they're trying to throw shade at both the conservatives and Nickelback, too. Really undeserving groups of people. You know, which leads me to the point, and hear me out on this. We all know, you know, there's obvious connections between Bernie Sanders and the New World Order. I don't think that's anything new. Of course. Or anything that we need to introduce. you got to be a ringleader. But... You know, I'd go out on a limb to say, and like, call me crazy, but maybe Nickelback is the target for so much hate and abuse because they were unwilling to sell their souls to the devil for fame. They were not about New World Order. Absolutely. You know, I have not heard a single Rain Man reference. Rain Man, of course, is the devil, the demon character which artists sell them souls to. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, that is that is the man. Jay-Z, Eminem, some of the greats, they, they've all sold their souls to the Rain Man. But I haven't heard a single reference to the Rain Man in any Nickelback song. So that leads me to actually 
that's an excellent question. I think Nickelback has stayed strong and therefore has received the hate and attack of the New World Order. No, I, I would agree. And I mean, you, you talk about artists selling out and not staying true to themselves, and you know, I just definitely think that's not Nickelback. I mean, you look at some of their their songs, every single one of them has an uplifting message. You know, I mean, look at the some of their lyrics. Let's just talk about them, you know. You know, if today was your last day, if tomorrow was too late, I can't remember the rest of the lyrics, but... But that's powerful. That's powerful, powerful right and there. it makes me think, I mean, like today I was talking about it earlier, he, he tells the listeners, you know, leave no stone unturned. You know, live life with no regrets. And, you know, honestly, somebody selling their soul to the devil, they'd be full of regret. And oh, you absolutely. Just, you just, the only regret that you hear from Nickelback is the regret of lost love, not lost souls. Amen. And, you know, I'd like to refer to that one song. I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but I know every word by heart. And it is the song where he's going, is it too late to graduate? You know, like what the, what the heck is on Joey's head and how did our eyes get so red? That's the rhyme that I remember. And I think about that daily. And I think... You know, that's sincerity. That's not someone who would sell their soul to the devil to get fame. Yeah. And yet, how has Nickelback made such an influence in the world? I'm, I'm even talking, I still flip on the radio. I'm sitting in the beauty parlor. I'm freaking anywhere else where they still play the radio. And the first thing that comes on is Nickelback. Yeah. They're there. No, they are. They're undoubted. <clears throat> Regardless of their hate, they are a very successful band. And, you know, rightfully such. I mean, I think... Like, you know, they've been standing in line in clubs that they'll never get in. And that kind of, sometimes, for them, it feels like the bottom of the night, and they're never going to win. But you know what they do? Have a, They persevere. And that's why they have a bathroom that they can play baseball in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I bet you that guy's got a bathroom he can play baseball yeah. in. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's, it's, there's no doubt in my mind, like, they are successful. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Listeners, TJ, I just I'm doing a little bit of research here about our boys, the Nickelback. Okay. And this is this might rock your world, and this might rock the listeners. I I want you to just make sure you're sitting down. Well, luckily we are driving right now, and I am indeed buckled up. Good. Don't swerve off the road. They are a Canadian rock band. I don't know if you knew that. They were formed in Hannah, Alberta, Canada. It does make sense. They're so kind, which, that's why. Which, which leads me to think, I mean, do they even have high school in Canada? And can you sell your soul to someone in Canada? Is that a thing? No. I think you have to come down to There's no California at least. in Canada or, or something like that. I heard that. Yeah, it's a lawless land, right? Just gov- governed by pure just strength. If you're the strongest it's, male, you will, you will absolutely reproduce and you will have a herd. But, like, if not, you just die out. These, these men... They've survived the barren Canadian wilderness. And I think thing more along with that is, you know, the alpha male will clearly thrive in Canada, but what is important to remember is Canadians are fiercely loyal to Absolutely. their country. Absolutely. They will pick up arms in a second when Canada is being threatened. There is no doubt there. So are you, are you suggesting that Nickelback is actually a way for Canada to express themselves to the world? But not only that, but to fight the world's greed and impurities. I mean, you look at the things that Canada's done recently, and, you know, it's honestly just mind-boggling. You know, they're the quiet giants. They've stopped nuclear fallout. They found neutrinos in the sun. They found, I mean, they've done unparalleled things, and I really attribute that to the patriotism of each of their residents, each of their citizens would do nothing to ever hurt Canada. And because of their loyalty to Canada, and right now Canada is just really pushing this this world peace, this one world government kind of a thing. And you know, each of their citizens is fiercely loyal. They're on board and they're, you know, they're ready to help in any way that they can. In fact, when I went through the border, you know, the I had an experience with one of the border officers there and we were driving my friend's dad's car and you know, he reminded my friend that it wasn't in fact his car, but it's dad's car. And, That's you know, some dedication to after, his job. After that, you know, we, we really got pondering and we thought, man, like we've been, we've been blessed to have the lives that we have. Cause you know, a lot of kids in Canada, 
They don't have parents. <laughs> well, see, I think mainly anyone who's just outlandish enough to call someone a Canuck, what a racist, belligerent, just... That is what makes our country not great, is the racists towards the Canadians. In fact, if there was ever a war and the Canadians were able to mobilize, think of the pure lumber and maple syrup resources that they could tap into to start this war. Now, it's not just that, but let's not forget that the fact that many Canadians were raised by grizzlies. I mean, oh. it's, it's rough country up there once you get into to Yukon, Denali, those areas, and I mean, I've been there. It's, I mean, a lot of these kids, you know, their parents are off fighting the war, Obviously, like the war against the drugs and the, the, yeah, Damn. you know, yeah. you know, progression. You know, they're out there trying to stop progression, right? And you know, these kids are left to be raised by nothing but the bears, and you know, the bears do a good job, but like they're grizzlies, they're fighters, they're gritty, and that's why, like, I don't know. I hope to never, you know, have to cross paths with this one of the new generations of is Canada. Is that why there's no liberals in Canada? The bears. Are they attracted to and kill liberals? Is that? Well, I think I think something that that's really important to know is, you know, grizzlies have, you know, scent powers, you know, even more powerful than a dog, you know, a scent that might be one one thousandth of an odor particle on our scale, it's it's a full particle to them, and I mean, they can sniff it out from a mile away, and you know, one of the things that really triggers these grizzly bears is. No, granola. They love granola, and they can smell a vegan from a mile away. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the grizzlies, despite, you know, how how gritty they may be, they do have a moral compass, and they do not want to be eating anything else in their animal kingdom. You know, cows, chickens, they're not going to hurt their own kind, so they usually target the vegans, and, you know, studies show that there's a strong correlation between liberals and vegans, so, you know, I think that that might be where we're losing a lot of liberals in Canada. But see, that's, I think grizzly bears in the past have been criticized for being almost too far right-wing. We're talking Tea Party yeah. type stuff. Libertarian just, I want to be free. And we are talking about earlier how there really is no law in Canada, so I could see where that's happening, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a lawless, wild west, shoot it up, ask questions later type scenario. So now we get someone in there that's liberal thinking, trying to, trying to just kind of like put in a new generation of thought or, so, you know, like, I don't know, like, we can get some, like, socialis- socialistic thoughts, and the bears go crazy. They hate that. They smell. They think, wow, I do not like this. This is eat or be eaten. This is not a place for the sissy agenda. Like, this is this is bear country. But I think in Canada, it's not called conservative liberals. It's just bear or dead. That's just it. That's, that's all that they can afford. And I think you bring up a really good point there. I mean... You know, Vancouver, British Columbia, places like that. Ottawa. 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 There's... White Horse. I mean, if you look at those cities where where there's a lot of liberals, it's like Ross said earlier, there is no left-wing, right-wing, right-wing, liberal-conservative. It's it's a bear dead. And, you know, if you look in those areas, I mean, when's the last time you saw a bear walking around Vancouver? You know, the second one of our, our grizzlies tries to go there like they're going to be shot they're going to be persecuted and now that's something i think that we overlook is people say that the the grizzlies are the enemy they're the monster but if you really look at it i think it's it's us as a people and you know the citizens of these of these liberal melting pots like vancouver and so I, I saw a picture. I, I follow I follow some really awakened Instagram pages, and Project Knowledge. Give them a little follow. You know, it's at Project Knowledge. They posted this picture, right? And it's it's underwater, obviously, and it's this huge, great white shark, just in all of its majesty, right? And then right next to it is just a little snorkeler. And man, you just see that snorkeler is just so small and you know just insignificant towards that shark. And then it says it says right at the bottom, really big bold letters. Here is the world's greatest predator, and next to it, a great white shark. And boom, just my brain, dude. I sat there and I thought, wow, wow, we are the greatest predator. We're the ones killing them grizzly bears. We're the ones oppressing them grizzlies. Why? You know, why? It's time to change. You know, and I think you bring up a really good point there is, you know, 
to as a society. We are predators. You know, we can't stop ourselves. Not not in the sexual aspect though, in the literal aspect. Oh, yeah, like no, wild no. yes, okay. Sexually we are very we're very tame. Yes. Except for the homosexuals. Yes. They they Yes, they could I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother podcast right there. Yeah. That's wow. It clearly is. And nothing against them. No. In fact we, we support them in this podcast. I said we but, support everybody. But why don't we, we take a look and look at Project Knowledge, you know, the things that they're doing. You know, this is not a commercial for Project Knowledge, but you know, they stay woke. I mean I think you know, I would suggest each one of our listeners do give Project Knowledge a follow. You know, if you wanna stay current on the events and the problems of this world, I, I don't think there's a better place for more reliable information than that. You know, let's take a, you know, this has been some great talk. Let's take a break really quick and have a word from our sponsors. Um, you know, we're in this car ride and I'm thirsty. You know, it's been a long drive. Yeah, it has been. And the first thing that I want to reach for is some nice, cool, crisp Baja Blast, now uh, sold in stores. What do you think about that? I mean, when I think Baja Blast, I think memories. In fact, Earlier today, we were talking, but I took a sip of that nice cold Baja Blast straight from the fridge of the Chevron. Oh, I'm gonna drink some right now. I thought to myself, oh, listen to that, the crack of that bottle. And I thought to myself, instantly, I was teleported to one of the greatest nights of my life. I just, you know, finished my edit that Healy was begging me for, and, you know, we stopped at Taco Bell after to just kind of. You know, celebrate the edit coming out, and I was just instantly teleported to that moment. And that was a great opening party. I remember that. Yeah, and I just every time, and it's really interesting with the different syrup consistencies. I do indeed have different memories, but all of them are great. So, I mean, if you want to revisit some good memories, I don't think that there's any better place to start than with Baja Blast. Absolutely. All right, and that was a word from our sponsors. Um, you know, get out there, get yourself a cold bottle. I completely agree with TJ. The best moments of my life have been when my lips are around a nice, cool, slightly watered down Baja Blast in a Taco Bell parking lot. Amen, brother. Now, we're going to take some callers. First one, uh, let's see if he'll answer. Let's get him on the phone here. Does this caller know that we're about to be approaching them? No, no idea. I like to keep it pure. I like to keep the information coming from our callers just straight from the source, you know? I, this I is a this is a local Nevada resident. Okay. I got his number off of a, off a bathroom wall, believe it or not. Oh, alright. But uh, that might explain why he's not answering. Mm-hmm. It's because he's busy putting his number down in other bathroom walls. Probably can't come to the phone night. That is disappointing. Well... You know, I would, I would venture to say that we we do indeed keep our podcast here very pure. Everything you hear, you know, Bill O'Reilly used to say this is the no spin zone, but this indeed is the no spin zone. Yeah, I don't I don't want people to think that because we're talking about bears and Canadians and you know liberals being eaten by bears and then the bears being oppressed in cities like I the, we take no stance. We are an open-minded people. Project Knowledge talks about that quite a bit actually. Just Keeping your mind open, man, is the key to knowing pure knowledge. That's why no one else is asking these questions. Did Nickelback sell their soul to the devil? I've never heard anyone ask that. Is the wild north preparing for an invasion of the United States? No one's asking these questions, and we need to ask these questions. And the question is, is now, who would win in a fight? You know, World War III comes around. You know, our, our maple syrup is depleting. Our soldiers out there are just... You know, aching for some pancakes with some authentic maple syrup. What are they gonna do? It's gonna come to the point where, you know, I know that Canada and America coexist, but I mean, if they're not willing to to share their resources, and it comes down to war, you know, who wins in the war, Canada or the great United States of America? Oh, this is an easy question. Let's study a little bit of history, all right? Do you know why Russia has been impossible to invade for the last, I don't know, 500 years? It's their winters. Okay, so Napoleon, that man, little short syndrome, yes. he rolls into Russia about to take that place down, and he is out of there with tail tucked in between his legs. Good old Hitler, man's taking over all of Europe, shoots on into Russia, bam, taken down. 
these have been some terrible men trying to take over Russia, no doubt. But they were tactically intelligent. Now, what has killed them every time is the bitter winter. So I agree. I would make the stance to say that Canada would win. Not necessarily off of technological advantage, but because their winter would bog us down so bad as we invaded. That's true. I think, actually, as a matter of fact, I do know uh, a resident of Canada. He holds a Canadian driver's license. Um, he lived there for two years in Winnipeg and actually ventured all the way out to Saskatchewan. Oh, good for him. That's um, a drive. Yeah, it, it's quite a drive. You know, I think that if we have some time, let's see if we can uh, dial that in there. His yeah. name is Ryan McCord. We'll give him a call. We'll see how he's feeling this, this fine night. You know, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see a local Canadian's feelings on Nickelback. Yeah. Because I was unaware. I don't know if most Canadians know. They know Justin Bieber's a Canuck. That's true. But do and they I know? Mean, look, look how Justin Bieber turned out. I mean, he is the iconic bad boy of our time. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I, he's a good-looking man. He is. He looks fantastic. I was often told I looked like him mm. as a child, and still. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, how are you? Excellent. You are on the No Spin Zone podcast, Ryan. We got a couple questions for you. All right, dude. All right, so first and foremost, being a resident of Canada for two years, and we've been discussing how war between the great north country of Canada and America could possibly result in a victory for Canada due to the harsh winters. You know, having experienced those winters yourself, what do you have to say? Um, I'd just like to say that the minus 40 degrees would stop any American in their tracks. That, that's what I said. That's what I thought. And, and how do you feel about the citizens of Canada taking up arms as we all know they are fiercely loyal to their country? Like, let's be honest here. Like, Canadians are on a daily basis battling polar bears, alright? <laughs> They'd be able to take out the U.S. military and all its forces within minutes. I mean, we, we also talked about the the kind of anti-liberal agenda of most grizzly bears in the Great North. Would you would you say that the, the polar bear grizzly bears, are they racist or non-progressives? I mean, what, what would you categorize them as? Well, why, what is the reason for their hostility? Yeah, why are they so angry? Let's be honest, dude. Global warming is causing the ice to melt, and so they can't go out onto the ice to hunt seals. And so they need to take it out on the humans who are causing this huge tundra. And so they're just trying to exact their revenge, and honestly, I think you deserve it. You know, that that's an excellent point. And you know, I think we underestimate the power of Canada as an average Canadian. Something something I found out interesting today that I think you as a as a fellow Canuck will enjoy is hey, uh, I prefer that we don't use that kind of language on the podcast. Excuse me, I refer to that completely in the literal non-offensive way. Oh. But okay. <clears throat> what what do you think about the band Nickelback being from Alberta, Canada? How do you feel about that? To be completely honest, you look at kind of like the, the music industry coming out of Canada, and you have Carly Rae Jepsen, Nickelback, and Justin Bieber. And so, to be completely yeah, honest, I don't. I, I I think that I think that they are all just complete baddies, and so. I think the music industry in Canada is a live band well. Absolutely, and we were just discussing how Nickelback's received unwarranted hate, but we believe that it's because they have not sold their souls to Satan. They are still, in fact, owners of their own souls and making great music. Well, if you look at the album cover of Dark Horse, it would make you think that, in fact, they have sold their souls to Satan. But I agree. It, probably, it looks like they're more like a crappy, like Christian rock band. I would, I would agree. And every one of their songs is, is uplifting. And I, I love that you mentioned some of the greats coming out of Canada. Obviously, we have Carly Rae, well, 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 Justin Bieber, Celine I, I, Dion. I, I, I actually have to stop you there for a second. You can actually look into the semantics of their hit, like song, um, Rockstar. I think the devil is actually speaking, so I invite you to actually check out those facts that they have not, in fact, sold their souls to the devil. You know what? I, I do I do recall where he does state in the song, you know, he, they talk about, you know, how are you going to get there? And he says, you know, he would cut his hair, 
he'd change his name and he'd sell his soul to the devil. But I think that that was that was him as a boy, and obviously. No, it, it was metaphorical. Like, come on, guys. Let's not no, think... Again, it, like, if you look at the back, dude, this, like, the devil wants a quesadilla, and then he kind of laughs. That, for, for anyone listening that doesn't know, there is a absolute reference to quesadillas in one of Nickelback's songs. So, fact, uh, that, would, you, would you mind pulling that up? You know what? We, we can pull that up after the call, and we'll dig a little bit into more to the semantics. But, Ryan, we, we appreciate your invitation to change and your invitation for... For us to do better as we take our listeners on a journey. No problem. Alright, we hope that you have a wonderful night. Um, tell all those in Canada that we wish that uh, they have a good night as well. And you stay warm up there in the great north, alright? And also stay I, away from... I, oh. Huh? Oh, it said stay away from them racist polar bears as well. They're, they're quite dangerous. Dude, I'm actually on the on the path of one right now, so I, I better go. I need to I need to freaking get my uh, start gun and take this thing down. Excellent. You wait. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. You stay, stay warm safe and stay frosty, my friend. <laughs> you too. Thanks, guys. All right. All good right. night. Excellent caller. Excellent call. That's excellent call. And you know, I I do like that. You know, obviously Ryan was not prepared for that call but I think that that was good because he challenged us and he challenged our viewpoints and that's what we do here on the council is you know we accept challenge and you know what why don't we look into the semantics of the song Rockstar right now alright I'm looking at, you know I actually it, it is it is refreshing because I think I was I was siding with the bears I almost thought wow it's such a rugged wilderness up there I want the bears to win but after having talked to a local Canadian and seeing the great music legacy, I want the people there to thrive. Yeah, I do as well. And and I like that he, you know, Ryan McCord is truly a no-spin listener. I mean, you look at that, he gave us the viewpoint of the Grizzlies and, and helped help us to understand, you know, where their aggression is coming from. Their aggression is coming from, you know, us as people destroying the environment. Well, through, through chemtrails, obviously. Yeah. Project Knowledge talks about that thoroughly. That why on earth would planes so high be leaving big white lines across the sky? It makes absolutely no sense. Have you ever seen a Cessna leave a white line in the sky? I have not. That, that's because they don't. That's because your average God-fearing American isn't shooting out cameras. You know, I see those planes, and it might be because they're really far away, but to me, they look unmarked. I'm pretty sure that you know they're they're unmarked. You know, so yeah, I'm having a hard time bringing up these lyrics. I we'll, we'll have to dive into that a little, but just know for sure. There is a mention to quesadillas, which is a Mexican form of food that involves a tortilla, queso, or cheese for you gringos. And yes, but anyway, I think you're right. They are unmarked. I would assume from the bottom, I'm like, oh, look, that's a Delta flight. But how would I know that? I don't know it's a Delta flight. that's, That's a CIA unmarked plane dumping chemtrails to change the weather to kill the bears so that we have a better chance of invading Canada. No, and, and I would agree. If you actually would care to join us on our Facebook page, you know, you can find us at the council dash dash no spin zone. You can also find us at www.thecouncilpodcastnospin.com backslash, you know, this one we'll call Project Knowledge. And if you go there, it'll take you to some of our favorite pop Project Knowledge articles and from there you'll be able to find a link to our petition where we will go through and you know talk about why we should be marking the underbellies of planes to identify to prove to the american people that you know these chemtrails are a real thing so please go sign the petition at www.thecouncilpodcastnospinzone.com backslash project knowledge you know, I absolutely, I think historically we look at the D-Day invasion, the planes had marked on their underside black and white stripes. This was to identify them so that allied guns would not shoot them down. Why don't we do that with planes so we know for a fact which ones are dumping chemtrails and which ones aren't? Because I don't want to live in a world where there's no snow. I personally, I enjoy strapping some, you know, wood boards to my feet and going down that mountain. I personally, I'm a fan euphoric in fact do polar bears ski i've always wondered they must they seem like cool cats i mean they must and honestly why else would they be so frustrated about global warming i mean there's 
there's no other causation I can think of that should justify polar bear's behavior other than you know they're just gonna miss skiing. No, I absolutely I concur. And you know, I would even go as far as to say that everything going on in the government right now, the Mueller report coming out, all this with the 737s exploding in midair for no reason, could be tied back to Nickelback's fame while having not sold their soul to the devil. Ryan brought up an interesting point in that their song may have actually said that they did that, but I'm pretty sure that we're talking metaphors here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. I mean, let's think of any great song. I mean, that one song from the 70s, I want to eat your peaches, I want to shake your tree. You know you know that song? Yeah. Uh, a great. Yeah, yeah. He He's not actually talking about eating peaches and shaking a tree. I'll be damned. Yeah. You, you would think, right? I'm thinking, wow, some nice little southern boy is just trying to just get some peaches off that tree by shaking it. But that's actually a metaphor. Okay. So now... Take that same thing into Nickelback explaining that they do anything for fame, literally anything, except for sell their souls, because they know that the fate of Canada, the fate of the world, nay, rests in their hands. Rests on their sweet, innocent spirits. I would, uh, I'd have to. No, that that's that's a new level of thinking right there. Now, metaphorically speaking, there's. I mean, let, let, let's take a, a deeper delve into some of Nickelback's lyrics here. I mean, look at this photograph. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Is he actually looking at a photograph or is he replaying an old memory in his head? I know for me personally, sometimes, you know, I think of, of some memories and, and they make me laugh. And, you know, I don't need a photograph. I don't need to look at the photograph to know those memories. I know them because I feel them in my heart, which goes back to Helen Keller's statement earlier today that, you know, you must see and feel with your heart because I mean if you can't see and feel with your heart you're going to be misguided in this world right and even her who literally could only feel yeah. felt with her heart and that's impressive gosh dang it. and you know I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking like would you would you rather would you rather be a polar bear or an armed man in Vancouver what what side would you choose we're not talking ethics we're talking purely just what would you rather be? I mean, an armed man in Vancouver will, will only go so far, you know. Canada's laws actually don't allow open carry or concealed carry, so, I mean, your best bet of being armed in, in Vancouver is with a slingshot, so, I mean, I might have to go with the polar bear. And speaking from personal experience, you know, I've, I've experienced the mean streets of Vancouver myself, and, you know, as I was there, I did see some men armed, in fact, with heroin. Wait, that's yeah, that's an interesting. We actually, you you've been through Canada, have you not? No, I've I've been through several provinces. I've been through you know the Denali, British Columbia, Yukon, Saskatchewan. You know where where Grand Prairie is. Can can you walk us through because that that is an in depth. The border there, unlike the southern border, is purely protected. By, from what I understand, is either a force field or some sort of just imaginary line that is not to be crossed. Because the southern border, we know we have a large wall being petitioned by Congress. We have roving death squads in helicopters that are just separating children at whim. You know, just bam, here, kid, bam, you go to Texas, mother, father, we go to California. Just all sorts of whatnot going down on the southern border that I hear about daily. Just hoo-ha, terrible things. And yet, up in our friendly northern border, I I haven't heard a darn thing go on there. And I think, you know, Canada realizes that there's bad things that can come into their border, but, you know, Canadians are so fiercely loyal to their country, they know anything that could potentially be harming them or their country will be immediately rejected by the first Canadian citizen they come in contact with. As a matter of fact, when I... When I visited Canada, I had a can of, of bear mace, you know, just... This was before I really understood the bear's aggression. And of course. I, you know, I was clearly worried that they were going to attack me in my sleep, which is obviously just a, a fallacy. It's something that would never logically happen. No, they always fight. They fight like men. They wake you up, yeah. they, they give you time to arm, and then they fight like men. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, they're a real class act. Absolutely. But 
in fact, the first Canadian I came in contact with as you know, I went into Canada did ask to take my bear mace because he knows that it could potentially harm other Canadians. And they just kind of have a weird sixth sense of you know, what will help Canada and what will bring Canada down. You know, that's, that's extremely interesting because I've only gazed across that imaginary line. I didn't, have, I didn't have the guts, the gumption to cross because I just knew there were just, it's an, it's an forsaken way, you know, just battle royale. But I did see that it kind of looked like a weird kind of just lame United States. That's, that's the vibe I got when I looked across the Great North was just, it's like Europe and the United States had a baby that was special and that was Canada. I mean, did, did you get that vibe or was I just in a weird part? Because yeah, I, 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 I was in the middle of nowhere. I may have got a really just weird And, and I, I can understand those vibes, but I think what indeed you may have been experiencing is the grass is indeed greener in Canada. Is it really? You know? It is literally and, greener. Yeah, and it's because the, you know, the, the grass there absorbs you know, more red light than the grass here, so therefore it reflects more green light. You've researched. And you've researched this. You've you've broken this down. In fact, I have, and because it it reflects more green light, you know, it's it's kind of like the Viridian Instagram filter. Oh, and, you know that that, that filter just kind of innately makes everything seem a little bit more lame, but in reality, it's just the same with the filter. So that's the way I kind of look at at Canada. Is it it is indeed like America and know Europe had a baby but the mother of that baby is just really in the Instagram filters and I think I don't know that that's what I made of it at least wow you know I so that's that's very interesting speaking of Instagram filters this was another thing I want to bring up today between of course Heller Keller's inspiration Nickelback selling their soul to the devil the uh, obvious weighing the odds of Canada and the United States in a war and these serious issues is see I come I come from a place in uh, Provo Utah and from what I understand you're, you're from there as well yeah born and raised excellent it's a beautiful place beautiful place um so there's there's different vibes there right now yeah, what what would you say if you wanted to make more money than like my father or me but in a very short amount of time what would you do well I mean there's a couple of options available in Utah you know, this, the second most popular option, which I think is largely just crossed out, and a lot of people don't think of, is indeed opioid sales. Oh, but, I yes. I, you know, I aside from opio- opioid sales, you know, the number one leading way to make money in Provo is through summer sales. And I mean, there's a couple different ways to do it. You can do Aptiv, Vivid, Moxie. You know, but a lot of guys that we've talked to, they're they're making serious cash. We're talking, you know, six to seven figure summers. I mean, that's that's in a summer, right? So we're talking three months. While while I'm out there trying to get a little tan, they're making six figures. That's that's ridiculous. And I mean, who's to say they're not selling opioids while they're doing it? You know what? The world may never know. I mean, there has been some accusations against Aptiv that you know they have. Some of their sales have been linked to opioid sales. And if you look at opioid traffic... Uh, I have a map right here, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so if you see that line crossing through Vivint... Uh-huh. So, I mean, obviously, there's been lots of accusations. It's, it's public knowledge okay. that you know, Vivint has had issues with opioids in the past. But you know, ever since their new ethical solar campaign and their smart home campaign, you know, they've really cleaned up their act. But, you know, some of these other companies, you know, Moxie, Aptiv, it's been proven that they do indeed have opioids in their water solutions that they're spraying on people's lawns. You know, and as they're, as they're cutting their grass, you know, they notice that they're, they're noticeably happier. And it's indeed because there is solutions based off of opioids on their grass. You know, that's intriguing to me because I see, I just see these summer salesmen and they're just so yacked, putting up plates yeah. and they, it makes sense. They must be drug dealing at the same time because how, how no, there's no way you can put up that six figure summary, have time to get yacked and just freaking, you know, just slay, yeah. just be an overall slayer. 
like unless you are just you know just doing everything you can in the summer and something something really interesting is morally I've heard I've heard some people say it's an absolute sham and that solar is actually just I mean just ripping off the people like the audacity of some people right to make assumptions like this without without backing but what what do you feel like that ethnic not ethnic excuse me ethical stance is of solar versus pests I mean everyone's got bugs right yeah I mean you I saw a little cockroach in my house the other day man I wanted to burn the place down yeah. so I thought I should I should maybe call one of my bras that are putting up some plates in the summer give a little pest control but I have never thought about solar I feel like some say that like it, it takes you to your grave your mortgage is messed I mean what do you think about that I mean there, there's a lot of different things and I really like the the fact that you bring up you know you see a cockroach or you know a pest come into your house and you know heaven only knows where those tiny little feet and legs have been and you know pest control clearly ethical easy way to stop it but something that, that I don't think a lot of people look at with solar is some of the other benefits that come from solar as well I mean we were talking about Canada earlier and what what actually indeed happens is you know the Sun sends out neutrinos and those neutrinos are absorbed by the solar panels and it is through those solar panels that the panels capture energy uh-huh. but not only do they capture you know physical energy that will power your house for years to come but it also captures the good vibrations the sun sends out and you know it gets rid of you know any unwanted negative feelings and actually decreases it, it pulls down your costs of living while uplifting your moral spirit so you know I think that's something that a lot of people don't factor in when they do talk about solar panels and selling solar that's intriguing you know because I think people are mixing up the correlation between opioid sales and the good feelings they get from solar that could be intriguing because they say that it's the opioids making them feel good but it's most likely they're solar panels I, I was reading in a study, actually, one of my professors was talking about that, and okay. it was, it's the same thing about the neutrinos, but you know, it's slightly different. It's proving that light is both a particle and a wave, yeah, right? That is so, indeed true. So you have this little, like, weird little metal thingy that's, like, sprung because you have a bunch of electrons on it, so the metal is repelling itself, right? Yeah. And so you shoot a light with enough amplitude on it, and it actually will knock the electrons off of the metal into freaking space. So what, what I'm thinking here is maybe the sun, and we're always thinking about cancer with the sun, right? But we're not thinking about the positive vibes. I like this. This is yeah. some positivity I need. Maybe the sun is knocking those happy electrons off of the solar panels, which are being beamed straight into your skull, right into the part of the brain that dumps that dopamine into your brain. I mean... It's probably one of those little electrons being shot off that solar panel, bouncing through your brain. And let's not even start. I mean, if we want to talk about the two, the two slit experiment where like, like our two eyeballs, you shoot electrons and through I, there, interference pattern on the brain. Yeah, and, and I, I like that as well because not only is it you know reflecting the good positive vibrations and you know good energy from the sun, but it's also through that interference pattern. You will see in studies, and I, I mean, I wish you guys could see this. I see it right here in front of me. Just kind of, it's showing. It's a, it's an animation showing the particles and the interference pattern, and what actually happens with the materials in the solar panel is, you know, it absorbs and it also reflects the good energy to you. But through the interference pattern, it actually gets rid of all the negative feelings as well. Wow, you know, that is, see, it's amazing that the dagger, why don't more people know this? Those people that hate on summer sales need to see this information. And this is what I'm talking about. The no spin zone is incredibly important. We're going in here with no bias. No, not not whatsoever. Giving you the facts. There are people that say nay to solar, but I say yay to solar. And even I myself used to be opposed to solar. I thought, you know, is it really worth saving know three hundred dollars a year when you have you know a fixed payment that you're going to be paying probably over seventy thousand dollars with your interest payments and you know with freddie mac guidelines if you want to refinance or sell your home you know there could be some problems 
that could come from having solar panels on your house. So at first I did have negative feelings, but what actually changed me is one of my great friends, I met him at the gym actually, he, he shared a story with me about how he was teaching, or I guess he was technically selling, but he was, he was teaching somebody teaching in, the, way, in yeah. the way of solar, you know? Good way to say that, yeah. And she was a nice Hispanic woman, her name was Maria, and her family had been haunted, and when I say haunted, I mean they had been terrorized by, you know, some demon, maybe possibly related to the, to the rainmaker, but... La, La Santa Muerte, no? Well, let's see, La Santa Muerte. La Santa Muerte. La Santa Muerte, he... No, he'd been terrorizing this family for years and actually you know what if we could get her on the phone i would love to have a conversation with her absolutely you know i've heard the santa muerte that that translates to the holy death yeah okay now that is not something you want in your freaking house all right no, sir. so here let me let me give her a call we'll just uh oh let me see all right Excellent. Yes, oh, I do have. Is it M A R Y or M A R I E? I E, I believe. I E. Ah, uh, yes. Excellent. All right, let's give her a call. Hello? Well, is this Maria? See? Hi, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. Um, you may not have been anticipating this call but this is tj i'm friends with dan from the gym Kim, dan yeah see dan. Mi hijo. yeah ah yes and obviously you're, you're saying figuratively he's your son because he's taught you in the ways of solar am i correct ah see see see, see. no he has helped me very much with my with my solar is solar i saw see that's correct oh yes he's helped me very much with my solar and is mi hijo como mi primo, no? Is is mi amigo. Hmm. It's all three in one. Just like how the solar si. is all three in one, you know, it gives you energy, gives you good positive energy, you know, the other way, kind of like a double entendre, and it reflects the bad energy. Oh, si, si, si. I, yo, I feel very happy when I come home, and I love it. But what? Yes, see, si. no, what is entendre? Entendre is... It, it's it's when one word has two different meanings. So you know your solar panels they give you physical energy, which gives you light and electricity for your house. But remember how you were having problems with that demon? What what was his name again? La Santa Muerte. So La Santa Muerte. I, I understand your family is having problems with him, and I want to talk to you about the science behind this. Is you know that that no demons can. They can't stand light. And when I say light, I don't mean mean like actual physical light, but it's that luz de Cristo. See, the you know the, the good positive light, and that that's the kind of energy that your solar panels are bringing into your home. Well, can you tell me how? I guess what changes you've seen in your life since these solar panels have been installed, Maria? Oh, see, it's uh not uh, before I saw. Costas? Um, many, many spirits in my casa. The, the spirits were very, very prominent, and I felt like they, they wanted to kill me, but they were spirits, so they could not. But I, I never thought about it. I, I said, it's okay. But when Dan came to my door, he said, the solar, he killed the spirit in la casa. He, he, yo, I want the espíritu afuera, a gun in my casa. So I say, si, yo compro, no importa, no, no importa the cost I buy. In, I sign that means same day, Dan very happy. He, he no call now, but he very happy. And ahora no veo ninguna espíritu. El espíritu santo está en mi casa, pero el santa muerte no está. And, Maria, I'd just like to ask from a standpoint of having having listened the past couple minutes and I really, I think, did you say the spirit is in your house or was that just the Santa Muerte is not in your house? Oh, the, no, 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 no espíritus están en la casa, de, no, no, no spirit in the casa, it's total clean, 
very limpio y no I don't pay for the electricity so it's it's good oh, I, that's man. excellent Maria that's, that's excellent, fantastic excellent. so I mean as you can tell now her horchata it's not being turned into water anymore you know she can freely drink her horchata and you know really enjoy the finer things in life oh, and see? and keep it cold at no cost because of her solar if that isn't a testament to know what a blessing solar can be I, I don't know what is yeah, thank you so much Maria buenas noches we hope you have a fantastic night gracias bye bye alright coming from the council we'd like to say thank you for listening to our podcast tonight you know, one more quick word from our, our sponsors, Baja Mountain Dew, Baja Blast. Ross, do you have any final words that you would like to say in appreciation to our sponsors? I just want to say that when I'm reaching for a cold drink, the first thing that comes to my mind is the sweet lime taste of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. It has more sugar and more caffeine than anything you can find on the market legally. Amen, and that's what I need to get through my day. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have hard work ahead of me. I've got to write some essays. I need to do some crap. I need to make this podcast. I have a lot of stuff to do. So I need that extra pip to get through my day. So I reach for a Baja Blast always. And I suggest you too, when you order from the store, use the code, the council, or put in the keywords, TJ and Ross woke, W-O-K-E woke. It's it's a short for awoken, but that, that will get you 15% off your order. I do believe. Yeah, that, that is correct. And we'd like to leave you with the final words. No. I hope that you would all rather be tired than broke. But by drinking Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be both awake and not broke. And we leave these things with you. We hope you have a great day. Y'all take it easy.